Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. As always, we're joined by Dylan and today we're going to be going over the Tampa Bay Rowdies preview. As always, we'll go over the last game first uh, versus New Mexico. Another draw away from home, still winless away from home too on the road. Dylan, what did you make of that game? And uh, do you think we're any closer to seeing kind of the uh, the final end product of San Diego Loyal? Um, that was a tough one. It was a bit of a tough watch. Um, somebody pointed out to me, uh, it may have been Weston, that I don't think anybody has ever won a match between us and New Mexico. Every single one has been a draw. Um, so I guess we should have expected that. Um, but I, I think I said this last week, I hate playing there. Um, I think maybe it's the field is like slow and heavy, but we just never, ever look good there. Um, so to answer your question, um, maybe we're getting a little bit closer, but it's almost hard to hard to take anything from this game just because, again, I think we just struggle there. Yeah, the pitch is narrow. I mean, even the, the view watching it wasn't great too with the camera angle and everything. Um, I mean, the pitch itself wasn't great either. So, again, we love to play kind of good football, play out on the floor. Um, so it wasn't ideal for that. And like I said, they're... New Mexico are a tough team to play against, especially away from home. I know they've not done great so far this season, so we can't really go off too much there. Um, but still, I think things to work on. Still, again, some defensive issues here and there. Again, I know we touched them before. We started as far as kind of a their goal early on was from kind of a defensive mishap uh, from a cross, and then it's not clearing the ball there. Um, and then still, we've not scored a goal before the 40th minute, which, again, maybe isn't such a big issue, but I think kind of highlights kind of how well, not kind of how well we don't do early on in the game so hopefully we can kind of uh going into the season and going into this week and especially try and get an early goal and kind of dominate the game from there um but aside from that i mean did you did you think a draw was was deserved versus new mexico i think a draw was about a fair result um new mexico really came out hot like you alluded to we were kind of on the back foot early um would like to see that rectified this weekend um, but I think on the whole, both teams created chances. Um, either team could have won it, but at the end of the day, yeah, I think a draw was a fair result. Um, <clears throat> and like you said, though, it, it, you know, some of it was hard to watch and watching the game back um, was hard to see what was going on sometimes. Um, I appreciated the J.J. Abrams tribute with the lens flare, but it was um, it was frustrating. And watching it back reminded me how much I don't enjoy watching games in stadiums like that. Um, so happy to be done with that one. Um, New Mexico are great. Their fans are awesome, but it's not a pleasant viewing experience. Yeah, especially from a, like a tactical standpoint too. It's very tough to kind of see what's going on in the field um, and just trying to see the ball in general at times too. Uh, and I think, did you predict the draw last week as well? I did. I said 2-2. Two, two. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and count that as um, nailed it. Okay. Well, we still haven't, none of us have got a uh, correct prediction yet, have we? As far as the uh, scoreline goes, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so, no. So we'll, we'll see this weekend. Um, we're going into Tampa Bay Rowley's uh, coming up this weekend. So far the season, they have uh, the first game of the season, they drew 1-1 versus Indy 11. Second game, they drew another game 1-1 versus Orange County. After that, they had a 3-0 loss versus Charleston Battery. 2-0 loss versus Birmingham Legion. They beat Nona uh, 2-0 in the Open Cup. And they beat Miami again 2-0 versus, or against Miami. Um, and then a 2-1 loss versus Charleston. So they've got Charleston out of the way nice and early, but two losses versus them. Right now, sitting ninth in the Eastern Conference after six games. So far, is this where you'd be expecting uh, Tampa to be after six games? 
Uh, no, I mean, absolutely not. They um, were Eastern Conference finalists last year. Um, they went to the USL Championship final the year prior to that. Um, they're a consistent powerhouse in the East. Um, that said, they did have, I think, a good amount of turnover or at least um, said goodbye to some long standing faces and brought in some new ones. Um, so I suppose a slow start isn't totally the most surprising thing in the world. Um, but sputtering Tampa Bay is not something you ever expect to be saying. Yeah, it's a strange one too. I know if you look at who they've played again, they've not really had too many easy games there. I mean, Orange County, Orange, um, sorry, Indy 11, Orange County early on. Again, two tough games. Charleston, I think, are. Uh, we know how good they are now. I think they're a little bit of a surprise early on. Um, but in looking at those results, I wouldn't say any of them really stand out as being too surprising. Maybe the Birmingham Legion one. Um, so again, I think Tampa have got a lot of work to do still the season. Again, we know who they've brought in, lots of good players. With the, the team on paper, they should be doing way better. Um, but also looking at those games early on too, I don't think it's a massive shock to see where they are now. Um, but again, the season's very long. We all know how good the USL is this year as well. So again, plenty of, ta- plenty of time for them to kind of uh, turn things around um, and get on the right track. And then kind of moving into how they play here. Again, another team that likes to play with three centre-backs. Essentially a 3-4-3. Three, three. At times it looked like a 3-5-2. And then also at times it looked like they play with a front four versus Charleston in the last game. Again, they like to play out from the back. Front three spreads out to press the back line. And we all know how good Cal Jennings is too as far as kind of dropping back in almost like a false nine in their front three as well. Um, and again, I, I thought they were unlucky to lose versus Charleston. I don't know how, how much of that game you watched too. Um, but I don't think they looked that bad versus a team who many are saying are, gonna, are right now kind of a, one of the top two in the USL. So not a bad result from them there. And I've got here kind of a few key players to them as well. I know Lewis Hilton's been with them for a while now, I think for the last three or four seasons. They also brought back in Forrest Lasso, a centre-back, a touch from Cal Jennings too from Las Vegas Lights. We all know good, how good he was last season against us. And again, he's another guy that I would have loved to uh, have signed in the off-season. Then another one we know, all too familiar, Charlie Dennis from Oakland, who uh, scored an absolute banger versus us in the, in the playoffs, which I don't really want to talk about too much. And then also here, JJ Williams from Phoenix, uh, another great player who's not really played too much for them as well so far. Um, but apart from those kind of key players, anyone else that stands up from you from this uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies team? Um, yeah, uh, their wingbacks, uh, you mentioned they they play a three, four, three, their wingbacks are big. Um, Antley has been starting at right wing back for them. Um, he's played well. I don't know too much about him. Um, but on the left side, Dahlgaard has been a, a mainstay for them for a few years now. Um, and is a very solid left wing back. So, um, I expect to see him factor in significantly. Um, but the other, only other player I'd bring up is, uh, central midfielder, Jan Ekra, number seven. Um, you kind of alluded to how they uh, almost play like a four up front sometimes when they're pressing. Um, he's usually the midfielder who presses up high um, when Jennings kind of drops deeper. So um, I expect to see him factor in um, in a game that will involve two teams that want to press each other. And that's going to be a tough one for us to kind of, I guess, go get over the kind of if they do press with the front four. It's going to be very tough for us to get out from the back. And I'm hoping it doesn't lead to kind of long balls out from the back into our wing backs or up top because, again, it never usually works well for us. So if Tampa want to win that game, that's how they'll play. They'll press with those front four or turn it into a front four. Um, and I think they'll do well if they can do that. But uh, for our sake, I uh, I hope they don't do that and we uh, we can't get the win. Um, but we'll move into their lineup here. 
again, it's very uh, it's tough to even predict our own lineup. So all we're going to do is kind of go off how they played last game. Um, but if you want to walk us through how we uh, think they're going to line up again. Sure. Yeah. So like you said, um, <laughs> we're just going off what they played last game um, because they've changed a lot this season. Actually, we looked through all of the games they've played um, and there was not a whole lot of consistency in the front line and midfield. So given it our best guess here. Um, so in the back, Connor Sparrow, I think is a f- safe bet in goal. He's a very good goalkeeper, though he didn't have a great game against Charleston. Um, the back line of Doherty, Kleeman, and Guillen. I hope I pronounced those right. Um, and then we talked about them already uh, in the wingbacks, Dahlgaard and Antley. Um, you know, once again, we're playing another team, playing a three at the back, so the wingbacks will be a key matchup. Um, in the midfield, Hilton and Ekra. Uh, we alluded to the fact that Ekra will get up high and press. Um, that's not to say he's necessarily an attacking midfielder, but um, he's high energy, a good presser, so expect to see him involved. Um, and Hilton will drop deeper. And then the front three of Jennings, Schroeder, and Martinez. Um, Martinez, as far as I know, is not really like an attacking midfielder or winger by trade. Um, so expect to see him kind of drop in tight. Um, and then we all know about Cal Jennings. Um, and I honestly don't know much about the Schroeder guy. Um, but that's how we expect them to line up. Um, they're a high-energy team. They'll press up high. Um, they want to have the ball. Yeah, and obviously we've not even, I mean, I've mentioned a few key players. They've got a few key players not even in that starting lineup there. So we know how kind of uh, stacked their benches as well. Uh, Martinez, like you touched on there too. I know at times dropped into that midfield to kind of create almost a, a 3-5-2 and score it when Jennings were the guys pressing. So again, it could be a front two, a front four. Because they like to interchange quite a lot there. Um, and that's not even mentioned. Like I said, with Charlie Dennis off the bench, JJ Williams off the bench and uh, Forrest Lasso. Um, who knows, not been favoured recently. So, again, plenty of depth on the bench here as well. But it's a, it's a very strong team. Like I said, we're surprised to see where they are currently in the table. Um, and I imagine probably later on the season, we'll see them push on a little bit more. And then moving into probably one of the, the toughest lineups I think we've had to predict so far. I know of, uh, the games are coming thick and fast now with the US Open Cup versus Seattle Sounders next week as well. Um, so I think it's fair to say we've gone a little bit bold Um with our prediction here, but we'll go kind of uh, position by position. As far as goalkeepers go, we usually say straightforward Koke. Uh, we send someone different this week. Yeah, I think I think we are going to, like you said, go bold. Um, Koke in normal circumstances nailed on starter, um, but I know that the club and Nate want to give Duran some games. Um, and going off what little historic precedent we have with the U.S. Open Cup seeing as last season was the first time Loyal ever competed in it. Um, last year, uh, we had a, we hosted Louisville three days before a road Open Cup game against LA Galaxy, and Austin Guerrero started that game. Um, so we rotated for the league game and went strong for the Cup game. And so I think, you know, we'll see. Maybe that was a Landon thing, not a Nate thing. We'll find out uh, on Sunday. But... Um, we've gone with the rotation in the league game to go strong for the cup game. So um, we've gone bold and we've gone Duran uh, for, for this. Speaking of that Louisville game, that wasn't the last game Austin Guerrero played, was it? I think it might be um, because it was maybe the second game he played that season and he didn't have a great showing in that game. I think two, if not three of Louisville's goals were directly attributed to him. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was after that game that Duran um, started making the bench 
Um, and I, I think it may have been Austin, Austin Guerrero's last game for Loyal, unfortunately. Yeah, it'll be interesting one to see there. I know, I mean, I I don't love the rotation of keepers. Um, I don't think keepers need that much rest. But again, when you've got a player like Duran who needs the time and development, um, it's tough to really not rotate at times. And like I said, it, we did it last season versus Louisville with the uh, LA Galaxy game in the Cup. So we may see the same thing. And then going into back line, it's another tough kind of choice here as far as who we go with. I know we didn't predict similar to start last game. He came in. Do we think the back line stays the same from the last game? Yeah, I think we do. I think we'll see Simba, Stoneman, and Adams from right to left. Um, it's funny. We came into the season praising our back line depth, and now all of a sudden we're here like, you know, <laughs> we've got these three guys kind of pick themselves because who else really is there? Um, so, yeah, I think the, the back three will stay the same. It's, uh, it's a weird one, too, because I know we're going into the kind of the fullbacks or the, the, the wide midfielders now and the two center midfielders. And uh, Elijah, we basically haven't put now, and he's not going to be there as far as the, in the wing-back role. So seeing Simba gets not over him, um, I'd imagine Elijah probably starts the Open Cup game in the week. But as far as fullbacks go, we've gone with Moon and Perez, Bodley probably getting the rest, um, and then Charlie Adams and Camden getting a start. Uh, I want to touch on the midfielders a little bit. We're obviously missing out Corona and uh, Colin Martin. Would you say that Charlie and Riley are in there for rotation or kind of uh, level-wise right now? Um, I would say that Camden will be in there for rotation, um, though I do have some questions about Joe Corona's fitness. Um, he hasn't been starting. He's come off the bench, but um, you would think if he was 100% fit, he would be starting. So, um, But for rotation purposes, um, I think we'll see Camden come. But he's had a great season thus far when he's seen the field, I think. Um, but Charlie, I think, will play because he's just indispensable. Um, we've seen we've seen what he brings to the team, both in terms of set pieces, moving the ball forward. Um, I think he's got three assists already this year. So Charlie is just kind of indispensable. So um, Camden, I think, is more of a rotation pick. But Charlie, I just I don't know that the team is as good without him in there. It's tough to, and I know, like we said, the early in the season, as far as those midfield two or three, can be very tough to pick. Um, I think Charlie stood out as far as those midfield players go. I know Colin's not a great start to the season. We've already touched on that in previous episodes too. Um, so I'd imagine probably Camden gets to start that game. And then, again, Corona must have some sort of fitness issue right now still not to be playing more minutes um, because, again, we know how good of a player he is. So it'd be kind of strange for a player that good not to be playing more minutes. Um we all know how good Moon's been this season as a as a fullback. What have you made of Perez playing as a, a wingback as well? I don't know. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't say that I love it. I don't necessarily think that it best utilizes his attributes. Um, but he is a good passer of the ball, and he is left-footed. Um, and I do wonder if maybe sometimes the wingback role uh, does come down to those two attributes um, more than others. Um you know, he's a quick guy. He can get up and down the field. That's no problem. So um, I don't love it, but I think considering we don't have that much depth at the wingback spot, um, it kind of makes sense. Um, it's not where I would most like to see him, but, um, you know, I think he's already had an assist, right? He had the assist for Conway's goal in the Open Cup. So I'm okay with more of it, um, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, I think it's more so come down to the fact that we haven't really got much depth at fullback with Elijah now being played at centre-back which again leads to the fact we haven't got much depth at centre-back now as well so 
Again, I still feel like we're missing another player to come in. I know obviously we have Morgan Hackworth who can fill in a gap anywhere. Um, so I'm surprised we've not seen more of Hackworth this season, which I don't think we're ever going to see much much of Morgan, unfortunately. Um, but I still think we're missing one play here or there to kind of round out the team. And then moving into those front three spots, again, I'd imagine we go with the front three or like a, with a player in the, the, we, basically what we call the Guido role as far as the... Uh, from midfield into attack, who we send gets those uh, mid or front three spots against Tampa. Um, so the Guido role, the kind of hybrid midfield attack role, I think Toomey will start. Um, w- when I said w- the left wing back wasn't my ideal role for Perez, I I want it. I want to see him in this Guido role, um, and I would think that a game like this where we rotate um, would be a good one. But um, we've put him out at left wing. So I think uh, Toomey will probably start in that Guido role. Yeah, it's, uh, I said I, I want Perez to be in that role, and I think that's the main reason he was brought in. Um, but also, I'm not sure if Toomey can play in that wing-back role, which, again, limits to who we can play and what positions there. Um, and then finally here, I mean, I know going back to the past weekend, Collier got start over Toomey, um, play up top with Conway and Damas. Are we saying Collier starts again, or are we going back with the Conway and Damas? front two um i think i think we'll go conway and damas um it would be nice to rotate but the offense has not really been ticking yet um and i i still maintain that i think conway and damas is going to be the partnership going forward um and i think that collier didn't have his best game um against new mexico he got into some good spots but he was very wasteful um and i think that uh so like i said we want to keep the offense ticking try and get it flowing so um i would like to see damas and conway just purely to get them more minutes together and i think we saw midweek as well joe marcy over at usl tactics um posted a little infographic as far as players who've had the most shots and not scott a goal yet and i think collier was had like seven or eight shots so far um i know the xg was fairly low on those so again not kind of expected goals but he's still getting in good positions where i think whether it's kind of decision making whether he shoots or not um, but I know versus New Mexico, there was a kind of a, a two good chances. I think that we it could have scored or at least tested the keeper a little bit more from. Um, and then moving into kind of key matchups questions I've got here. Uh, again, how well can we defend set pieces and crosses? Again, we, we've not looked great from them. And the, the first goal versus New Mexico came from a cross uh, that we didn't deal with well enough. And then here, how well can we utilize set pieces and crosses for ourselves? I know we touched on before the episode, actually, that I think, probably over half of our goals now have either come from a set piece or a cross. So again, maybe at times we, we don't see the, the best set pieces or crosses coming in, but they are working. We are getting goals from them. And then also here, can we score before the 40th minute? I still think an early goal is key in these games and kind of maybe settling some nerves and kind of getting more domination of the game. So uh, that's still something to work on. And then as far as uh, again Tampa here, can we keep Kyle Jennings quiet? Again, can we kind of limit his presence in the attack? And then can we beat their press and play out from the back, which I think will be will be a key thing. Definitely, if, if we can't get those balls into the midfield and kind of reliant on those longer balls into the, either into the attackers or the wing backs, I think we may struggle a little bit there. Um, but any kind of other key matchups or kind of questions you think you have for this game as well? Um, no, I think you've mostly covered it. Um, just to kind of elaborate on the scoring before the 40th minute, and you even touched on it earlier, I would just like to see us come out of the gates quickly in this game. Um, I think we really got caught on the back foot in the first 10 minutes against New Mexico. 
Um, and that was really the reason we didn't win that game. Um, New Mexico didn't create a lot of chances outside of that first 10 minutes. So I would love to see us not do that again, um, get an early goal, goal, even if we can. Um, so that's that's really my my one big thing is I, I want to see us come out come out hot in this game. Um, don't get caught on the back foot again. Yeah, and definitely scoring an open goal. Uh, sorry, an early goal opens up the other team a lot more, allows them not to sit back in. It means they've got to kind of push forward and get another get a goal at least to get back in the game. So I think it's partly been an issue too is that without getting an early goal, the opposition opposition team's been able to sit in a bit more, and again makes it very difficult for us to break them down. Um, and one more thing I did have here was can we be more clinical in attack? I know. We scored three goals against Phoenix um, in the uh, first home game versus them. But I know still the attack still has a few more things to work on, I think, before I'm truly happy with it. And then kind of rolling into predictions here, like I touched on earlier, we haven't got one exactly right yet. I'll uh, I'll give Dylan Hutt a point for last week with the draw. Um, as you are somewhat in the lead here with a 0.5, I'll let you go first. Um, what are you predicting for the Tampa Bay game this weekend? Uh, this is a tough one because I think as we've kind of talked about the lineup is very uncertain. So I, you know, it's hard to make specific predictions about specific players and specific matchups. So I've gone three to two, um, a repeat of last year's scoreline, San Diego loyal, uh, coming with the win, um, for loyal, I got Domus Conway and Toomey. um, would love for Toomey to get off the ground this season. Um, he had that one really good chance. I think it was against Phoenix that he just totally scuffed. Um, Conway's scoring. Want to keep that rolling. And Domus has been close. I think he looked good and was kind of hard done by not to get um, some better chances against New Mexico. Um, so I've gone with the three of them. And then for Tampa Bay scoring, um, Charlie Dennis always scores against us. So obligatory choice there. Cal Jennings always scores against us obligatory choice there so three two uh it's just simple math from there yeah i i put in three one before we started and i was actually about to change it to three two before you said three two um so i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with three one i'm gonna go with Darmus and conway conway with two goals though and then i already had in here for charlie dennis to get a goal for them probably off the bench if he doesn't start um again conway's looked better so far I think still, um, it's, I think it's more so for him. The partnership with Darmus needs to be worked on a bit more before we see the, um, the better side of Conway. Again, he's not done bad this season. Um, and then Darmus too, again, he's had a few chances here and there. Nothing kind of clear cut. But again, he works hard. He's kind of, he'll press well. And no doubt he'll get a few chances in, in the coming games. So he's really got to take one of those. Um, but yeah, so I'm going 3-1 win. Uh, but as far as things go there, anything else to add before we wrap things up here? Um. Yeah, two things. I just wanted to say, um, to kind of to the point you just made there, that Damas, um, you know, didn't quite get the chances. Um, I, I especially wanted to give a shout out. I think um, was deserved on the chance that Collier put into the side netting. Um, Damas had a lovely little bit of movement to open some space for himself, and if Collier had just gotten his head up and cut it across, I'm pretty sure Damas would have had a tap in because he just peeled off the center back at the last second there. Um, so if you can go back and watch that missed chance from Collier and you'll see Domus doing what he does really well. Um, so that was one thing. And the other thing, um, I love the games against Tampa. I know this is only the second time we've played them, but they are a super historic club in American soccer. Um, so regardless of the result on Sunday, though, let's get a W fingers crossed. Um, I, I always enjoy playing these sorts of clubs, um, Tampa Bay, 
you know, being a super historic, historic one. So, um, you know, I'll enjoy this either way. Be a bit better if we get the one though in the end, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, a lot better. And then moving into next week as well, so we've got the Seattle game uh, on Wednesday. More than likely, we won't be doing a preview for that as it's going to be early in the week. Um, but then next weekend as well, another home game versus El Paso Locomotive, which for sure we'll be reviewing. Um, and then, as always, this is the home game. It'll be a local's last call after the Tampa Bay game, and hopefully we'll be in a, a very good mood after that one. But again, thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you guys very soon.